Hello and welcome to the Feed Strategy Podcast. I'm your host, Feed Strategy Senior Reporter Ann Roos. I'm speaking today with Mike Goss. He's the president of Kent Nutrition Group in Muscatine, Iowa, and he's here to talk about hiring and labor retention in the feed industry. Hi, Mike. Thanks for being here. Hi, Ann. My pleasure. How is the labor situation for you right now? Has it been difficult to find and retain the right people for the right jobs at your feed mills during the pandemic? Uh, it's it's been a real challenge, and I I don't think that we at Kent Nutrition Group are any different than other industries or other companies within our space. Uh, but it's absolutely been a challenge. We've seen an uptick in retirement uh, during during this time of the pandemic. Uh, additionally, we've just seen turnover. We've seen churn, especially with some of our newer employees uh, that are churning. And also, a, a blessing is that our uh, volumes and our need and demand are, are up. So our overall need for manpower uh, is up as well. So it kind of equates to a perfect storm of where we're definitely having challenges uh, to fill those positions and to in- ensure that we have uh, the needed people to be able to get all the products out to our customers. So it's a challenging time for sure. Now those retiring employees, were they just at retirement age or did some of them take retirement earlier for specific reasons? Well, I think uh, for the most part, we are lucky to have some really tenured employees, especially at some of our management and leadership positions uh, that uh, have really been been staying with us for a strong number of years. And during some of the pandemic times, uh, just said, hey, now is, now is as good a time as any for me to step away from the business. So uh, it wasn't that we offered any kind of early retirement packages or that they were looking to necessarily go. It's that they uh, had been with us for a long time and decided that now was was the right time in, in light of all the things going on with the pandemic, uh, that now was the right time for them to step away, uh, which was disappointing to see them go. Uh, it's not like we've had a mass exodus by any means your retirement, uh, but typically our retirement and our turnover is incredibly low. Uh, so even a small uptick for us seems like a significant increase in retirements. What types of labor challenges or changes have you encountered since the start of the pandemic? Well, I don't want to be too political, but obviously some of the government policies pose challenges uh, just in in reducing the overall labor market and labor workforce, uh, which was a challenge. Uh, We were seeing and continue to see fewer applicants than we used to. Uh, Just the the overall applicant pool uh, has been been difficult uh, and it's been less than what we typically are seeing, uh, which is, is somewhat from those government policies, but also just because an uptick in overall demand I think across all industries. So in almost every location where we have a facility, uh, we're definitely not the only ones looking for strong talent. So uh, that, that's been a challenge for us. I think additionally, we've seen people as, as some of our office operations have gone to more flexible work structure, we're seeing uh, employees at our manufacturing locations looking for a little bit more flexible work structure. So we're working with them to try to uh, implement some changes that can accommodate some of that, but that has also posed Uh, some challenges there. I think to go in uh, along those same lines, you know, you can call it the great resignation, you can call it whatever you like. I think that there is, there's a momentum within society right now of people feeling like it's a good time or a kind of an in vogue time for people to be changing jobs. And what we found is that a strong number, over 80% of the folks that we've had leave have come back to us and said, you know, the grass was not greener where I was moving towards and and I really want to come back. So we've been thankful for that, but it's definitely a a tough 
momentum in society of people uh, just thinking it's the, the cool time that they should be looking for other things uh, because some of their friends or family members have done that as well. So there's a number of factors that are, are pushing against us and uh, really working on trying to come up with uh, unique and innovative ways to, to overcome those. Do you think the workforce of today is different than it was a few years ago and how so? I do. Uh, I think that the workforce, uh, somewhat, as I said, are, are looking for different things. I think you have people looking for flexibility and, and starting to demand flexibility there, which poses challenges when you have fixed plants and locations that you need people coming in, uh, operating equipment and being on site to accommodate. Uh, you know, we're, we have the, the ability to offer a little more flexibility with some of our salaried employees uh, and are doing some of that. Um, but it's it's more challenging there in our our uh, plant and our store locations. Um, but I, I think we're still seeing some really good people. We still have really quality employees, uh, but the labor market is changing. And I think desires and requirements and what people are looking for uh, are, are changing as well, which just causes us to have to change as well. It's not necessarily good or bad. Uh, it's just different. And it's causing us to evolve and change and and in some ways get better. Can you give me any examples of how you meet those changing and differing expectations? Yeah, I think we've uh, we've opened up um, some of our flexibility around things, uh, whether that be start times, whether that be uh, availability. If if a certain role can work from home, we have uh, been more flexible with that. I wouldn't say that we are are leading the industry in in work from home. We still are view that there is significant benefit in our people being together and working closely together and think that that actually drives more synergies than, than folks working from home. But where it's appropriate, uh, we are, are trying to be more flexible. I would say that we are we are looking for ways that we can accommodate folks, especially at our stores and our manufacturing locations. For instance, uh, we never had part-time operators. Uh, we've, we've since moved into that where we have people coming in and saying, hey, we're, we're willing to work Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. Um, does that work for you? And, and in some cases where we're in need, we say, yeah, we'll find a way to make that work. Now, it's not optimum. It's not ideal. It's not what we'd like to see. Um, but that's somewhat where the labor workforce is and, and how we're having to make some adjustments and shift to be able to uh, continue to fully operate our facilities. Has your company put in place any efficiencies in recent years that result in the need for less labor? I think it's, uh, we, we have, and I can specifically address those. We have put in uh, definitely some automation things via plant control systems, uh, which reduce the overall need for labor. We've done quite a bit on the packaging side of things, whether through more automated packaging systems or robotic palletizers, those types of things. Uh, we have also put in additional micro tables or, or dosing systems uh, that reduce the need for overall manpower and labor. Uh, we've done some autonomous fork trucks or robotic fork trucks um, to reduce the need for some of our warehouse staffing. Um, and so that has helped us to some degree. Um, but in, in most cases, it really changed the, changes the need of operators and moves uh, from, from process operators to more process optimizers which then can, uh, in fact, drive the need and the skill level needed uh, to work with and utilize some of those technologies. So yes, it definitely does reduce some of the overall manpower needs, which, which is beneficial when we're struggling to find the manpower, but it also raises the level of, of uh, skill set that's needed for many of those positions, which can then also drive some challenges in finding those, those uh, more highly skilled employees. 
Do you have any tips for managers in a position like yours about what you found that works or doesn't work for employee retention these days? Well, that's uh, that's the million dollar question. Uh, I think I think it comes from, uh, you know, we talk a lot internally about it. It's great for us to have great policies and programs and ideas on how we go attract talent. But it's even more important on how do we make sure we take care of our current employees, uh, because if we don't have to refill a position, uh, then we're only looking at filling positions that are driven by growth. And those are good challenges to have. So we focus a lot on how do we provide a culture and environment where we take care of our current employees. I mean, it, it's the simple golden rule of treat people as you want to be treated. And, and we work really hard to have a strong culture where we can treat people uh, as well as possible. Uh, it really does still matter. Culture matters, taking care of people matters, treating people well uh, matters. And I think that that is a great place to start to make sure people feel appreciated and needed. Um, and that's, that's a great place to start. Uh, additionally, it, it's really talking, I think, with those individual employees and finding out what their needs are. Sometimes those don't fit with the overall uh, corporate goals, but if they do, it's how do you remain remain flexible to where you can still accomplish your business needs and goals, but you can also work with those employees. And, and we try really hard to not be a one-size-fits-all approach. We try to have flexibility uh, where we can uh, within our, our different locations, because there may be some unique needs there uh, that aren't needs or desires in another location. So how do we uh, try to be flexible within those spaces to, once again, drive the culture uh, of appreciating and accommodating those employees? Uh, but then it's also really trying to think outside the box on how you're recruiting and, and bringing people in. We're doing a lot of things that we never used to do. You know, we just had a job fair at one of our locations. Um, we've, we've not typically had to go quite that far on, uh, on, how we're, on how we're attracting talent, but we are. I think another thing during this time frame is really helping people to see the true uh, overall compensation and benefits package that we provide for them. I think right now during the great resignation timeframe, and as I was mentioning earlier, people thinking that it's kind of the, the cool or the fun time to look at new jobs, uh, there's, there's a significant look at just what the, the hourly pay rate or the salary pay rate. And oftentimes we find that some of our employees are, are neglecting to take a look at the total compensation. So we work hard to uh, make sure that they're fully aware of, of what profit sharing and, and benefits and all of those things roll up as a total compensation package or a total value to that employee. And it's important uh, to remind them of those. Um, but it's also important to, to continue to stick with employees, even if they would choose to leave. As I said, we found a number of employees uh, that, that have uh, stepped away that are, are returning and, and wanting to come back, which uh, really, I think, speaks to our culture. It speaks to how we treat people, and, and we're proud of those things. But uh, there's, there's a whole lot of things. And I think another thing I would say is, is just keep trying stuff. Um, I, I talk to a lot of other industry leaders and sometimes we get caught up in having the best plans. Sometimes you just got to throw ideas at the wall and see what works well in, in one area and what doesn't. Um, but, you know, I would really say it, it stems from that foundation of treating people well. It stems from that foundation of having a strong culture um, that we feel really proud of at Kent um, and, and encouraging and making a, a situation where people want to stick around and they want to invite their friends and others to come work uh, with them for Kent Nutrition Group. But it's, it's a super tough question, and it's, it's not like we have the market cornered on, on how to do it by any means. Well, that all sounds like good advice and good information for others in the same position. 
Well, thanks, Mike, for speaking with me today, and thanks to the audience for listening. I'm Ann Roost for Feed Strategy.